Hey, this is Jacob. Uh, welcome again to the Jesus Walks podcast. And uh, this Monday we are back on uh, leadership focus again. So, uh, first of all, before we head off into the, the topic of spirit-led leadership, I'm just going to share a little bit about an online training that we are just now starting. So, Martis, would you like to share a bit more on that? I think Martin will start. I will add on the okay. second yeah. bit. <laughs> well, I, yeah, so uh, last week we started uh, a training uh, and it's about uh, how to um, help other people into discipleship. So we're going to do that on uh, on four um, occasions now every other week um, during the summer. And uh, we kicked off with... Uh, a um, bunch of people and some other had um, joined us so we are a little bit over 45 I guess right now that is, is going to continue but uh, we just want to mention it because it's it's possible to, to join um, for the second one uh, later on it's going to be too difficult to to to, to join but now uh, to, to watch the first uh, session and then join us for the second is possible so if anyone any of you watching or listening want to join you are more than welcome to do that and the Marxists how do you do who, how do I do if I want to join thank you for asking <laughs> very good the practical question so uh, it's actually awesome news with that we announced that finally we have a website uh, so jesuswalkscommunity.com uh, so uh, so when you go, once you go to the website you can read more about like the heart we have for this community but it's very easy so you press join the training uh, and it will d- redirect you to the online training uh, section here you can read through uh, you can see the dates next one is 8th of July and there is the magical register here button. So you press there, you will be redirected further. Uh, Yeah, a few infos uh, from yourself. And uh, yeah, just the screenshot from the first session last Wednesday. And here is the session one. So all we ask you to do do if you want to join for the next uh, session uh, number two is uh, register and listen to the session number one. That's all we ask. And uh, please uh, feel free to join us uh, further. Yes. Can you can you keep the screen on Marxis? Sure, I can. Yeah. The page there a bit more. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to look at because um, you see we we kind of shaped out um, an initial structure of four topics that we touch first, and it's written there on the page. It's the number one is intimacy with God. That is like the closeness to God and living a life in the Holy Spirit, hearing His voice. Uh, moving together with God, basically, and starting from that place. And the second is personal peace and the gospel. And that is, then we are heading straight into the practicals of, of um, by God's help, finding those people of peace that he has prepared for us to serve or to to reach with the gospel or to help to become his disciples. And God knows every every person in your everyday life. And so he can can show and reveal to you who those people are that are the people of peace that are in your surroundings. And then the third is the ABC of being born again. And um, that is a very practical way of, of how to, to lead a person through to, to faith and repentance from, from sin and through uh, baptism and water and the Holy Spirit 
and becoming a disciple who is uh, actively living and following Jesus and also giving on this gospel and this life to, to new people as well. And so seeing that that's such a key that we, that we get to lead people through because then mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit just moves people. It becomes like a movement, you know. And the fourth one is walking together. And that is more about that we are called to walk together, not alone. And that also we want to be ourselves and those we lead to be connected to fellowship, to community, to church. That is a collective thing, you know. So reason for, for mentioning this here is that in, in Christian leadership, we have found that to take seriously Jesus' command about making disciples is kind of the start of all the other things of church planting or missions or whatever. But you start, like Jesus said, you start where you are. You start in Jerusalem, and then you go to Judea, Samaria, and so the earth, and you are a witness. So this is kind of, if we can hit it on this, if we can see a movement on this, we believe that uh, so many good things can come. So just wanted to, to invite you guys who yes. are listening and watching. Very good. Okay. Okay, guys, then uh, we're going to dive in to the, to the topic of today on leadership, which is spirit-led leadership. Uh, leadership led by the Holy Spirit. So I'd like to just start off uh, initially to ask you guys, in your experience of, of leadership of, in church or church planting, like how is the Holy Spirit relevant in leadership, in your opinion? Maybe I'll send it to you, Martin, first. Um, but if I, I try to answer it by, by saying that if we, when, I, when I read the book of Acts, which is like the role model and, and like the dream for a lot of us, mm-hmm. uh, then we see, yeah. uh, yes, actually, yes, before we, we got live, I, I was uh, looking for a Bible and I just uh, searched for spirit. And I, I think, uh, was it 50, 60 uh, Bible verses just in Acts when it's about the Holy Spirit? Mm. And I think that's, um, it says so much about how the, how the Spirit is active in the book of Acts. And they could say that, yeah, the Spirit said and the Spirit uh, uh, led and, and so forth. Um, uh, mm. And we see enormous fruit in the book, the book of Acts. Uh, in, in a lot of ways. And I think that's what we are dreaming of and aiming for. And uh, when we, we uh, and I, and I, I um, therefore, I, I guess that the spirit is, um, it's when the, it, it's when we really get into the right position and the right place and doing things in the right timing. Because uh, when you said this about uh, Judea, Samaria, and to then, so it, that's like the, the general calling. But it's, no, it's nothing about timing there. But if you look in the books of Acts, it's a lot about timing. Now it's the right time. Here's the way to go. And, and suddenly doors open, people get saved and, and so forth. So I, I think uh, um, to get into the, the timing and they're also uh, finding uh, the right people and the right fruit and, and so forth, then the Holy Spirit is, is crucial. Hmm. Thanks, thanks. What about you, Martins? Yeah, I think Martin summarized it very well. <laughs> Not much to add. I, I yeah. think it really is about like, uh, it starts with the positioning ourselves and we can see that uh, throughout the book of Acts as well, right? That they 
They were engaging uh, Holy Spirit in prayer. They were coming together, seeking him. We see fasting. We see different mm-hmm. ways that they, as apostles and disciples, saw their rabbi, uh, Jesus, doing, seeking Father's will through the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, explaining that in Acts 10, we know that it says that mm-hmm. in verse 38, that he was anointed with the Holy Spirit to, to because, uh, and doing good works, destroying the enemy's works because God was with him. So mm-hmm. yeah. it was very kind of simple, straightforward in one sense, but then, as you, Martin says, I think there is uh, so much depth uh, when it comes to like details of like timing. Uh, we can look in, yeah, later we can look at Paul and different guys. How you know uh, significant details? How they were led and how they, uh, because they were led, it's obvious that they could lead and God entrusts them to lead yeah. others. So I think that's the key. In order to lead, you have to be led. And yeah, I'm learning that myself. So <laughs> in order to lead, you have to be led. Yeah, that's a good one. If we go back to the like the foundation, like you mentioned now with Paul, for example, and I guess I think for many of us, uh, we have had some sort of an experience of God calling us or inviting us into something uh, of of serving. You know, for maybe first we have had a, a point where we started to we we came to faith to build faith in Him, or we we went through like a repentance in our lives and and he changed something in us he he gave us a new life you know there was like this change of my life in some sort of a way perhaps but then you start to pray and seek god and you ask him also okay god what do you want to use my life for you know and i think that's that posture is it's like kind of the foundation that we first of all he saves us before we can do anything basically um and then we can we can uh, respond to him and just you know as as our Lord and, and King and just say Lord you know use my life for whatever you want and not not the way I want but the way that you want and I think that is like a, such a beautiful posture so I would like to say um, initially to all who are watching and listening that that that's the beginning I, I would say if you want to to lead you need to be to be led by the Lord but to be led by the Lord you need to to surrender to his guidance and his leadership. Um, and as an example, not long ago, I talked to a young man who had, um, he had grown up out in the mission field. His family was, uh, was in, uh, in Thailand as missionaries. And, uh, and, I, and I asked the guy in his, in his 20s, I asked him like, what are you, you know, what are you thinking about for the future for you? Do you think you're going to go out in missions? I asked him. And then he, he, he answered me, yeah, my, my dream is to go out again as a missionary, he said. So that was the first thing, like he was willing to go to be sent with the gospel. And then he said that my, my dream is to go to Turkey. That's like my, my promised land. That's where I really would like to go. And I was like, you know, yeah, that's, that's really needed. And uh, wow, that's one of the strongholds in the Middle East, in a sense, still. But then he said, but but I'm I don't know yet where God will send me. I don't know if He will allow me to go to Turkey. Maybe He wants me to go to uh, to East Eastern Asia or somewhere else. So I will of course go where He will tell me. But but if I can choose, I would pick Turkey. So I just thought, wow, that's surrender. You know, something so beautiful with it. So that's good. Mm. So so it's a but but from that foundation of of being called or or um, being invited into something like um, how do you go from that point of feeling a calling to do something 
and then actually walking it out practically. Does God also guide you step by step, like you mentioned, Marxist? Maybe you guys can touch a bit about on the transition for you from understanding that God is inviting you to do something or calling you, and then how do you start to walk that out? Maybe Martis, you can you can start reflect on that. Yeah, so uh, so been referring a bit to that story, but that was 2010, uh, and and we uh, realized few of us when talking, uh, it was two families and me, uh, single at the time yet, uh, and so we were just uh, just sharing what's on our heart, as you said about your friend as well, you know, something on the heart, and uh, and what we felt is to come together. Uh, and pray and we had a summer bef- uh, before it's a bit like this you know like having a summer uh, period so we said uh, these three uh, two families and me we said we will pray and listen uh, if what's in our hearts uh, is confirmed by the spirit first of all and then we come together again to share so and then as we did that throughout the summer uh, we separately got confirmations in various ways. Uh, then we got together, you know, in this process, we had counsel from people a bit outside as well, uh, some that we could uh, mm. like listen to as much as we understood. And and then uh, starting from September, we said, okay, we need to make it practical. So so we started meeting at home from for one of the guys uh, and just reading Romans uh, from cover to cover and starting to... Uh, 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 live out what means sharing life so we started to get to know each other on a more deep level so it took quite uh, some time to get through the shallow level uh but yeah it we made some practical steps alongside of what we felt uh, is god's call uh, for us together as a team of this starting a new church plan and yeah that was the beginning kind of few first steps nice martin you also want to yeah share a bit from your um, life um yeah but i i can say um if I see for from my from my uh, life, it's been quite interesting because uh, this summer is 21 years ago when God uh, just suddenly out of the blue said, uh, uh, "I want you to be a priest." Or uh, that's, that's when you were in business school. Yeah, well, I was just. It was the summer before, so I, mm. I, I've been uh, accepted for the business school in Gothenburg. So I, I had my plans uh, covered, and then God, <laughs> exactly. uh, God came and <laughs> destroyed it. But uh, but the funny thing is was that <laughs> I thought uh, the thing I had in mind was, and all everything God says was, okay, I want you to be a priest. Uh-huh. Uh, so what did you I, think? I, what did you think? Did you think uh, priest in the, the the Church of Sweden or yeah, white yeah. robes? White robes. Yeah, I, <laughs> No, yeah, no, it's maybe not uh, so much white robes, but uh, a bit. Uh, but actually, that was quite funny because my uh, my parents um, uh, are, um, and I grew up in a in a free church, uh-huh. uh, a mix of a Baptist and a, I don't know the English name, but some some kind of other. Um, but where I went to into confirmation and so on was the Church of Sweden, the Lutheran mm-hmm. one, but. The part of it that is quite conservative and charismatic, so that's that's the part that I, I grew up in. Mm. But then God says, "Yeah, I'm I'm calling you to uh, to this." And I I was said, "Okay, is it into Church of Sweden or is it into this free church that my parents are part in?" And and I've been a lot in, involved in. And the funny, and I said to the Lord, "Okay, so now you have to to send someone to confirm my calling from either of these sides because I, <laughs> I have a lot of friends and a lot of situation. Oh. I don't know what you're." 
And I went into a big scout camp that this free church had just the week afterwards. And I thought, okay, probably I will, this, this is going to be, someone will confirm this and I will end up in this free church. And then the, the only one on this camp, it was several thousand people. And I didn't know everyone, of course, but one, yeah. one lady was there from the Church of Sweden. And she was also a scout leader. And she was the, the leader at my confirmation camp. And I just said to her, yeah, I, actually, I think that God has called me into ministry. And she said, oh, oh funny. Because uh, he said that the first time I met you in January t- uh, 1994. Uh, uh, and this was six years later then. So she has been know- knowing that for six years and haven't Whoa. said anything. So she says, yeah, I know. Good that you know now. So then I, I entered into the, and I, I, okay, yeah, I have to go. But I didn't really, could, could see me in the, as a, as a priest in Church of Sweden. Um, I, don't, I didn't really see how my, my gifting would fit in there. But the funny uh, thing, and here, here's the point, I guess, is that that was the calling back then. And it's still the calling. But after studying and doing a lot of things, God says, uh, you should plant a church, and I did that, and I was I was priest in that church and led that. Mm. Uh, and then after that, God says, "Yeah, you should be responsible in your denomination for church planting." And I did that. And oh. for after several years of that, He said, "You should train church planting in in other parts of of Europe." And I started doing that. And if I, when I was twenty, God has said, "Okay, I want you to." to work with church planting in, in Eastern or Central Europe, I would never, because uh, I didn't believe in church, I didn't know what church planting was. I, 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 didn't, I wouldn't at all, I guess, accept that kind of calling back then. So I, I can see also how the calling is, mm. is um, distillated and getting more and more narrow. Mm. But the thing that God has that plan all along, I guess, but he couldn't reveal it back then because I, I couldn't handle it. Uh, and I think that's a lot of how calling mm-hmm. um, uh, is, is formed, that he, he gives pieces of the puzzle and then he, he gives us more and more and then we realize more more in the pathway that he's, he's uh, leading us into. A question on that, Martin, has these um, times when God speaks, uh, has it often been surprising to you what he says? Or has it usually been you've been waiting for it and then, ah, there's the voice, which is what I was thinking. No, not at all. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Share the journey, brother. (laughs) You know, guys, because this is where I think... I mean, nowadays, often we think about leadership strategy, right? And it's mm. just, that's also in church. It's a lot about kind of writing down your vision. I mean, praying about it, thinking about it, discussing it in your team, uh, writing it down, and then setting goals, praying, but working to set goals. And you, you go about it and you, you try to move to, towards the goal in a sense. That's, mm. uh, that's uh, very many work in this way, right? And um, that could we could discuss that in itself, but but when we are now talking about God's voice coming as a surprise, you know, coming in with something you didn't expect at all, you mm. hadn't planned it, you were not thinking about it, mm. it took you off guard, you know. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. So all these four uh, turns that I shared here, none of them were. Uh, 
at all uh, planned or or I didn't have them in mind. I've never I had never uh, thought the thought before at all. Oh well, that's honest. It's beautiful because you know so, it has to be God, right? Yeah, it and it, some of them are really. Um, I several times here I said to the Lord, "You must be kidding! You can't pick me. Uh, you, you must be mistaken because this is impossible." For example, when he says you should train, you should train shark sponsors in Europe, and I said, "Okay, I know one Norwegian guy," uh, and. That's pretty much the international connections in, in Christianity that I got. Uh, so, what, what, yeah, how, how, how do you call me and where do I start? So I said, yeah, okay, if you want to, I'm open, but I don't really see how, how this is going to end up because I don't have any connections. I don't, don't really have the experience. Uh, yeah, but yeah, if you want to, then I'm open, but uh, you probably could find someone better. Um, but I think it's. Uh, I think we also could see this in uh, if we look in Paul. I think it's in, very interesting because uh, in Acts 13 they have worship, and then suddenly the Holy Spirit like interrupts the worship and says, "Yeah, send out Barnabas and Paul for the for the mission that I have prepared for them." But he, God doesn't say, "Or oh, the Spirit, yeah, they are they are going there and doing that ministry." It's no. it's, it's a calling. Uh, and then there are things happening and, and so f- uh, forth, but he's, he's continued calling them and, and directing and shaping. So they didn't get the whole, um, the whole journey in that uh, worship session mm-hmm. in Antioch. Yeah. So it, it was more the, uh, the permission to start that, that was given there, but uh, he, he continued leading them mm-hmm. uh, all the way through. Yeah. I guess in scripture we we find both this element on waiting on God for instruction or that you can't start until God speaks and and tells you what to do, like with Mm -hmm. Moses or with Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, He encounters you and he tells you what his calling is for you. And on the other hand, in the scripture, we also find that people also, they move, like Paul, for example, and and Barnabas, they are moving with the gospel in in, Mm -hmm what is nowadays Turkey and then the Holy Spirit comes and hinders them from going somewhere, sends them a different place from what they expected, but they, they keep going preaching the gospel. And so I think it's also like we, there's also something about waiting on the Lord, uh, but it's also a moving and the Holy Spirit leading as you move. Yeah. And both of these are very valuable, I think, and important uh, when we talk about leadership. But Mart says, do you have some comments on this? think about strategy and the holy spirit like in in today you you you're leading a, a young church in riga and and also leading this discipleship move, movement initiative as well and and how how do you find to balance these in a sense of work with them yeah well i'm on a journey again rediscovering that i think uh, what god has been showing me that it starts with my uh, relationship with god uh, integrating how i listen do i listen to god daily so actually recently just starting uh, mm-hmm. doing uh, like these uh, uh, five ten minute uh, silence moments with god like uh, like throughout the day just listening 
I'm naturally a teller, a storyteller. I love to share the gospel, his testimonies. For me, actually, it takes much more effort to actually listen, uh, listen uh, to Holy Spirit, especially. Mm. So that's my journey. Uh, and, and there have been seasons where I'm really deep in that. And now I want to re renew that in my life. So uh, what I have mm. seen, uh, even personally, but also as a team in the church, that there is something so profound that we gather uh, to just listen to God. And, you know, we pray for the church. We have those prayer times with the leaders where we just cover the church in prayer and we just listen and asking, Holy Spirit, is there something particular you want to show, uh, something to be changed, uh, you know, just mm. encouragement or redirection? And yeah. that as leaders, uh, our duty is to, you know, cover uh, in, in, in prayer the, the whole community. And there was uh, one cool story, uh, just like as a practical example, you know, uh, that we uh, prayed. And one of the guys, Martin, he suddenly saw a picture of uh, a Bible and a pen. And, uh, and, you know, just simply asking Holy Spirit what that is for. And what he sensed was that it's uh, a direction from Holy Spirit to actually kick off uh, Bible study groups uh, and, and go in the scriptures uh, within the community. And uh, so he felt it's a word for the community, not for himself in particular only, but because he received it, I said, okay, how can I help you actually be faithful to the word you have received? So uh, it, uh, it was a bit of a journey. And then in two weeks, I think uh, he kicked off uh, 6 a.m. Uh, morning Bible study and uh, 10 o'clock in the evening Bible study uh, in the same day. And it, it has been uh, going ever since. Uh, so I think it's a, um, just like a simple uh, expression and testimony how as a leader listening, uh, trying to really be spirit-led also in the very practical dimensions, mm -hmm. you know, it has uh, created much fruit. People are encouraged afterwards and said it's actually something we really needed, but no one thought about it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, just again, it started in prayer. So my one take would be, create uh, for everyone listening if you have a team uh, or, or like a, f a few friends and, and uh, uh, try to create a culture of, of prayer first and also give space and like even a few minutes of just like silence and listening uh, listening if, if Holy Spirit wants to say something as it was in Acts 13 right and just develop mm -hmm. it uh, as, a as a culture uh, within the team and, and uh, hopefully also in the personal life just that there is this space where Holy Spirit can speak oh yes yeah, looking back uh, also from me, I see that on the big moves that has been like two times I've, I've moved to a new place, ending up establishing a new church together with a team and, and also working with that in other places. But that, but that has been places where I haven't lived perfect, permanently. But these two places have been kind of where I, where I settled and, and see on those moves that it was because God spoke and I, I didn't see it coming, but it was very clear, clear and strong for me. And then it was kind of praying and working out the timing and, you know, but for me it, it came and it was quite like a fast uh, response in action uh, that I felt I could feel the timing in a sense. I think it's something you can pray about. And, and, and I do think that it's important also with the, the biblical wisdom when we test things and understand things and also the wisdom that is in the, the, the people of God, mentors, friends, mm. you know, being accountable, sharing, praying together with somebody. Um, and, and, and sometimes maybe it is taking what you hear into practical action sometimes can be a bit of like a, to have wisdom in how to interpret and what to do about mm. it. So yeah. 
I wanted to move us like in the kind of second part of this podcast today on leadership and the Holy Spirit. Um, if you if you lead a, a church, let's say, or a community or a network, there should be a place as well there for for Jesus to speak, right? Not just to you individually, but to the whole church or to the whole network of believers. And a, an example of this is, is of course, from, from Revelation, the last book of the Bible, where you see Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, speaking very specifically to these different churches. And, um, and it, it's given through, through John, John the Apostle, you know, who, who has this and Revelation. So I think as, as, as leaders, we... We need to 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 listen to the Lord for for also the people we we lead and serve, and we also I think need to give space to people who have prophetic gift or or who has an office of prophet. Uh, let the let the grace of God come through and receive that. Um, but but guys, do you have a, have examples from your walk where you have found that actually the Lord was saying something to the whole community, the whole church, or the whole network, and you needed to understand how to respond to that. Yeah, I can, I can start. I, I think, um, I think you, you, uh, the, the, you, you have to look at the question in different layers, so to say, because in, in one layer, you need to, to find, uh, the, create the culture where, uh, we are we are um, aiming for God's God to speak and His wisdom. So we can't. We must, for example, in 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 the board meetings so or wherever meeting we're having, really have a, a culture when it's not just the agenda for today, but it's also, um, um, yeah, we are seeking the Lord and see what He will reveals and. Uh, uh, I, I've been in, in places and, and trying to, to do that uh, as, as much, much as I can to always uh, be really um, have, a, have a clear question to the Lord. Okay, um, for example, we have, a, we have a situation. So we are, we are discussing it and then we, we say, okay, Lord, this is how, how we are thinking we, we should do it. Do you have another plan or another suggestion? Uh, and I have uh, I, I remember one time we we were in a smaller leadership in group in that church. We were three people, and we had a situation, and we have discussed it and said, "Yeah, we need to go this direction. It's going to be tough, but we need to go it." And then we prayed, and I felt the Lord says, "You need to go that way," and it felt so so awkward and bad in every way. But I need to say it, and the funny thing is that the other two also felt that we need to go that way. And that was, um, uh, it was some, such a confirmation because that way was extremely uh, difficult and hard to explain and so forth. And if we didn't, if we weren't that sure that God has really called us that way, we, w- we would never dare to go that way. But now we did, and it, uh, that was crucial for that church. If we'd gone in the planning direction, that church will, uh, would have died uh, within a year or two, I guess. Um, so we need to find the culture, but then we, we need to find the, uh, the possibilities. So I think that as a leadership group, we need to uh, gather in prayer. Uh, and for example, the, the 
church in Uppsala, where I was part of the leadership team, we we met all the like the the 10, 15 people in the in the core team uh, once uh, one morning before work every week was it uh, Thursday morning and prayed just for an hour. Uh, we we didn't have an agenda, so it's just seeking the Lord. But also, for example, having um, prayer weekend for the whole church and so on. So we need to have that. And then finally, before Marxist uh, uh, takes over, we need to find the structure of it. Because I've seen uh, really close hand how when you don't have the structure, you really lose what God is uh, trying to say. So, for example... If you don't have a structure to to um, to to uh, handle uh, something God is saying from from just a, a member in the church, uh, you will lose that possibility that what what his God is is saying. So you must have a clear structure to say, okay, how do we how do we see if this is from God, and how do we uh, in which kind of group are we? Are we seeing how to act on it? Because it's not always that um, the people who, who get like a word from God knows how to act on it. You see this in Agabus, for example, twice. He he just have the revelation. He don't he doesn't know what what to do with it. It's it's other people who are are discussing how to do deal with the with the prophecies. So I think that's really crucial that we need to find the the structure of it because otherwise we will, we will lose it. Yeah, so sometimes maybe also that somebody gets revelation, but sometimes someone else with a different gift can help yeah. to interpret how to act on it practically. Definitely. So yeah. this is also a way in leadership how we can work together to actually yeah. make it make it come to pass. And and for example, often is the uh, if you're now talking about the office of the prophet who receives it, I would say that the office of the shepherd is probably the, often the one who who needs to communicate it to the church. Because otherwise, it's going to be too. Um, it wouldn't. It won't be received good because the 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 people can't really uh, receive it as it should be. Uh, so you also need to find ways to see how different giftings are 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 testing, but also communicating and, and directing. Marxism. Yeah, uh, Some yeah. good comments, guys. Uh, I think it's just a reminder from my side is uh, uh, the passage from First Thessalonians 5.20, uh, which you kind of mentioned briefly, but uh, just we'll read. It's good to have scripture. Do not despise prophecies. Mm. So that's the basic, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. And I think it's just like uh, a reminder and a principle that is... Uh, that we have experienced as well locally that it's important to test things and uh, part of the prophetic <clears throat> culture and, and uh, wanting to for God to speak is is encouraging people you know to be open and share and, and just a reminder that uh, we are all human we learn how to hear God and uh, but we want we want to receive God speaking and we want to uh, grow in maturity and discerning mm-hmm. as well so I think uh, just like this general principle is like really good and not to despise even if you have experienced bad uh, you know experience uh, but actually grow in discernment and uh, and maturity of discerning the good and taking you know that was good and leaving the rest uh, aside uh, just like a second thing i was thinking is about also uh, guidance from the leadership 
uh, you know, if we read First uh, uh, Corinthians fourteen twenty six, it says about like the gatherings. If someone has a tongue, someone has a psalm, uh, uh, you know, a song, may it all be given yeah. from each body uh, for the building up of the, uh, yeah, for the church, for the body, right? And I think uh, there along comes people that you know might have a word uh, for the community as well, even from within the community, or we would have someone you know as a guest. And I think that's where uh, like um, eldership leadership is needed as well, you know, to to lead those kind of meetings or or uh, how to help that flow to be handled and and uh, yeah have stability but openness. And I think uh, how how this balance happens is uh, yeah really uh, needed. Uh, not to just maybe have over like free flow with no direction or no like uh, kind of structure as you mentioned and at the same time for the leadership to be actually open that uh, god can and wants to speak uh he doesn't maybe he doesn't have to do it every sunday you know <laughs> but there are those sometimes important moments or shifts uh, that ha- can happen mm-hmm. and what uh, i'll finish with this what we have uh, mostly experienced that it's not as much uh, that we in the community uh, uh, receive stuff uh, where we are heading, but it's more like confirming in what season we are. So it kind of gives clarity, okay, what's happening right now? And so it gives, a, naturally brings more like peace and, and kind of, uh, yeah, safety to move ahead. And uh, we have had also like prophetic uh, message to the leadership team as a warning uh, that uh, we didn't uh, follow through as we should have. And later we saw like bad fruits. And, and, and so uh, I think it's just important uh, and a reminder to me to take it seriously and, and, and to really ask God both individually and as a team, okay, what are you saying and what's good and what uh, needs to be remained and, you know, uh, how to handle like Sunday meetings, for example, where we invite for God to speak. Uh, so, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I also think that one, one uh, crucial thing here is that realizing that um, God is, I would say, never revealing the whole puzzle to one one person. So all prophecy or guidance, it's always one piece of the puzzle. Mm. Uh, and, and that needs to be fit together um, and interpreted. And it, it, it gets dangerous when we think that we have the only piece of the puzzle, either way we are a leader or not. But when we think that that's how, how God works, that's really difficult because uh, uh, we have a lot of pictures about body and, and they are, functioning together we are you mentioned then the prophet uh, the office of the prophet and then we have the other with the shepherd and the teacher and evangelist and apostle so we have so much about this that they are they are helping each other out it's not one one people one person has the whole the full picture we need to help each other out and i think that's crucial when we talk to this as well I just uh, add a quote from my friend Phil. So he, he in this season in, in Latvia he's he's one of the leaders he, he says this quote constantly <laughs> No one has everything, but everyone has something. So I think it's just like a reminder as well when you are uh, in in a position of leading others, just remember that everyone has something to give mm-hmm. and contribute. And uh, as a leader, you don't have everything and it's fine. <laughs> it's God's uh, limits and beauty and that you, you actually need to release the body. And part of it is actually yeah, helping the body to be equipped and released. So uh, just like connect with what you and Martin saying. Mm-hmm. You're muted, aren't Jacob? Yeah, I know. I had an airplane going over our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, I was just thinking practically. Like, I think for me sometimes when I feel I'm in leadership, I am serving, many things are happening, but I, 
I'm not hearing God's voice. That's how I feel. That's my experience. I, sometimes I've found that I need to stop a little bit, get a bit less busy. And, and uh, to go into prayer and fasting has been a super good thing for me. Somehow it, I've been helped in that way to, to, to come somehow closer to hear his voice or to get things maybe moving out of my life that have been blocking the voice or lies that can be broken through that. Or, so that's just like a practical tip. Um, and then I think when you get to that place where you are in prayer or you are practically moving and you experience that God is leading or speaking either directly to you or through others, something that I've learned has to do with stewarding the words of God. Um, and I think that is important that we develop a culture also in leadership and in church where when we hear the Holy Spirit speak, that we don't take it lightly uh, as like an encouraging fun thing, you know, but that we actually really um, treasure it. And, and I, that's what I've seen. It's just as an encouragement also to those who listen today and watch because sometimes God may give you a little piece of the puzzle that maybe doesn't seem to be a huge thing, but that can be the start of something that's going to start to grow up. Mm. So an example from my story is um, when, when I was here in, in, in Bergen in the early days as a young student after meeting Jesus, uh, I was going being molded by God, uh, he was working in my life. He was, you know, sanctifying me, clearing me of sin and, and uh, teaching me to hear his voice. And I was starting just to serve people in the streets and friends. And, and then I had a vision about where I saw myself and two other friends, uh, Johannes, Johannes Vedelden and Eivind Bargo. We were three guys here in Norway. And and I saw us, like yeah, the three guys of us in a, in a vision, and I understood that we were supposed to stand together and, and establish like a prayer community. That was basically it. So I, I went and I, I talked to the guys and I told them what I had seen and I invited them if they were willing to just join in and stand together to do this together. And um, we prayed a bit and talked a bit and then we, we started it and... And the pastor in the church where we were, which was Salem in Bergen, uh, gave us his blessing to start this kind of prayer community within the, the more established church. And, and that turned out to be something that blossomed so much over the years. And it was like so many leaders were raised up. There were people who came in and, and were saved, like were, were basically encountering Jesus uh, that came in, even if it was just like a prayer meeting happening. And so many things grew and from those relationships continued the the future things that came you know so just to steward it like that is um important um and i think also to that we are that we are ready to take action uh, like uh, the jewish culture the biblical culture is very much a practical culture and so, for example, lately we we um we were working together uh, with the, the influx uh, network here and um, and we got some words about the Middle East, for example. I remember Martin as a close friend and, and, and support um, and, and a person who contributes in as a voice and ministry into the to the network um, uh, was sharing something on it and, and we had it confirmed about something about the Middle East. And what we did then is we went in prayer 
and then we basically started working on on seven different strategies and practical ways to move ahead on that uh, while in prayer and stuff and it's it's something about also being willing to move also when you you don't know how it's going to happen for example so it's um it's exciting because god can open things that we can never open up mm. so um yeah I, I recently felt god spoke to me about business and i, I used to study economics in the past and stuff like that but uh but after I met Jesus, I, I started to more uh, go with like the gospel and church planting. And, and now we are here with this network, you know, which is like an entrepreneurial thing. But I never thought about much about going into business. And so, but then when the Lord opened something new in a chapter of your life, I think it's something about just starting to make small steps and see how the Lord will move in those steps. And then, then we will see. So, yeah, any, any ending remarks, guys, as we yeah, close today? I, I just um, have a Bible verse to read from, from Acts um, 16. And I think this uh, summaries, summarizes this uh, very good. Because uh, Paul is probably the brightest brain in the, in the whole Bible. And he's uh, doing a lot of stuff. And, uh, uh, and he's then saying... Um, uh, he's planning to go to Spain, and he's uh, he's having all these uh, good ideas. But then he's he's saying uh, uh, it says like this, and they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of, of Jesus did not allow them. And we see here they ha- they are planning and thinking what is uh, a good strategy to head for example go to spain with the gospel that's good i've never been there that's that's the uh, furthest west in in europe but always being dependent and accepting that the spirit might have an, a different um uh, different task for them right now so it's not the either either it's not the either way planning or being led but it's it's both way f- full time hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> had the same passage. Yeah. It sometimes happens with me and Martin <laughs> at the end. We have the same passage. So, yeah, just a reminder it, uh, that he, uh, Paul and Timothy were sensitive to the Spirit as they planned. And, yeah, just encourage, uh, yeah, ask Holy Spirit, what can you practically develop in your life and also in the team? And just listen, even after this podcast, actually take practical time to stop and listen and ask God, is there any practical step I can make uh, yeah, uh, to to uh, give more space for you to speak, and maybe he already has spoken. Then ask what's the practical steps that you can make, mm-hmm. and uh, start moving. And uh, yeah, that's where he made us. So yeah, Very that's good. from me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great uh, way to end it. Take it into the practical place. And so I think then we say a big thank you for today, everybody for uh, being with us on the Jesus Walks podcast on leadership, on being being into spirit-led leadership. So uh, just in the end again, remind about this online training that is going. 8th uh, of July, the next session. The next session. And um, yeah, but the, can you remind again that the website, Martis, if people want to go and look it up? Sure. The address of the website. 
Yeah, it's jesuswalkscommunity.com. There will be info also in the Facebook. Uh, Go straight to the website and there's all the info about online training where you can register, listen to the first session and uh, yeah, join us. And then we try to walk it out together, being led by the Holy Spirit together. So, okay. Thank you so much for today. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.